1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Live with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis and Chiefs Head Coach, Andy Reid. It's presented by Bad Boy Mowers, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs kingdom is bad boy country. Mo with an attitude. And by Hy-Vee, the world's best tailgating begins at Hy-Vee. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline
3: reporter Josh Klingler. Before we get you into the Chiefs' Kingdom show, just a quick reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the Morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes Every Tuesday morning at 8 30. Tune in for exclusive one on one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Now let's get you into the Chiefs Kingdom Show, presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger.
2: Here is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis.
4: It is time to win an AFC championship. It is time to win an AFC championship for the fifth consecutive year as tonight we're at the Hy-Vee in the Northland on 64th Street slash Tom Watson Parkway. Uh, We are just east of the National and the National 2, the famous golf courses uh, here in the Northland and we are just west of I-29 on your way to the airport. We will wedge you in here. But we do have a sellout crowd, but we got some standing room only. Or we'll kick these folks out here on the other side who are not getting rowdy over here. It's time to get red and real and rowdy. It's time to win an AFC Championship and win the Lamar Hunt Trophy. And by the way, the Chiefs are hosting the AFC Championship for a National Football League record five straight times. That is huge. It also getting to an AFC championship five consecutive times, whether it's here, there, or anywhere, ties John Madden's Raiders of the 70s. Only the Patriots have exceeded that, and that's what we're witnessing and living here in Kansas City in the Chiefs' kingdom. Also, we are here tonight to celebrate the incredible accomplishments in the postseason of one Travis True Colors Kelsey. Let me just put it out there. 14 catches in that game Saturday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That gives him 120 catches in the postseason. Second in NFL history in the postseason only to Jerry Rice. He's obliterated all the other tight ends. Only Jerry Rice has more postseason catches in NFL history than our Travis Kelsey. 14 postseason touchdowns receiving. Oh, Gronk's ahead of him by one at 15. Jerry Rice, number one on that list with 22. It just tells you historically where Travis Kelsey's at in the postseason. 12 touchdown receptions from one Patrick Mahomes. That ties Joe Montana to Jerry Rice in National Football League history and most postseason receptions in Kansas City Chiefs history. That is Travis Kelsey. That is huge. Andy Reid, the first coach in NFL history to have 10 wins with two different franchises in the postseason. 10 with the Eagles, 10 with us. That's 20 total. That ties the guy with the hat, Tom Landry, for the second most in the history of the National Football League. That's for the big red coach. We got fake Andy Reid here tonight. So he's representing us, so Coach is actually here tonight in spirit, not only getting ready for the Bengals in the AFC Championship, but when you get Coach doing that, it's time for the double-fister. Put the hammer down. Absolutely. As uh, the Kansas City Chiefs now getting ready to play the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC Championship game. And speaking of Andy Reid, we're going to have Danny Israel caught up with Andy earlier today. And we're going to have our fireside chat. But before we do that, a lot of folks have been asking, of course, about the uh, injury situation with Patrick Mahomes. Now, all week long, you're going to hear everything from everybody, especially on social media, from, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure he'll ever walk again, to, hey, my neighbor's neighbor's cousin saw him in the neighborhood on a skateboard. So that's you're going to hear all of that this week, okay? So this will be a day-to-day discussion about getting Patrick ready for this game against the Bengals. I will say this in my 10 years of being with Andy Reid, I've never been around a high profile coach who has been more forthright in bringing out what should be said at the time it should be said. He won't play games, he will not fib with you. And earlier today he gave us the oh, the Monday afternoon update on Patrick Mahomes which will only be eclipsed by the Tuesday one and the Wednesday one. But here's what Andy Reid said earlier today.
5: As far as injuries go, really, Patrick uh, is the the main one. And as you guys know, he hurt his ankle. So, it's uh, you know, it's been reported that it's a high ankle sprain. So that's pretty accurate. He's uh, worked hard um, in the treatment and is doing okay. He's going to play. So, I mean, that's uh, – That's his mindset, and and then we'll just take it day by day and see how he does. I mean, I'm gonna just see how he how he's doing when we get to that Wednesday practice and see where we're at.
4: You heard it there. I mean, it's Monday. It's Central Time, six oh six, but he's gonna play. I mean, that's where we're at right now on Monday. But this is going to be day by day by day. Those of you listening on the largest uh, largest network in the National Football League, and we've got a ton of folks here tonight sold out uh, here at our Hy-Vian 64th Street in the Northland, also know this. Our group that will surround Patrick Mahomes all week long, Rick Burkholter, the Vice President for Sports uh, Medicine and Performance, and his staff and our team doctors are the best in the National Football League. Go find the last episode of the franchise put together by our 65 TPT folks. All you have to do is watch that episode and you know what this is going to be like every day of this week, almost every hour of every day of this week. So that's what we have on a Monday night concerning our MVP quarterback getting ready to win an ASC championship and head to Super Bowl 57. That's where we're at. All right. Again, we're at High V tonight. Remember, score the savings. The more the Chiefs score, the more you save. We've been talking about it all week long, but who likes ribs? Who loves ribs? Because I want to mention this to you. Kansas City loves ribs. The Chiefs Kingdom loves ribs. Smoky, savory, sweet, fall-off-the-bone ribs. For just $14 bucks, or 2 for $25, you can grab a full slab of baby back ribs at Hy-Vee every Saturday and Sunday. Feed the entire family, the entire block, or all of the geeks and red coaters. You can feed them all right here. Throw in baked beans, potato salad, and coleslaw, and even Snowstorm Sandy's friends will be at Fed with this. Anyways, 14 bucks or two for 25 Saturday and Sunday during the playoffs at your Kansas City area high V. Big show tonight. I do want to mention this. We got folks, we got people listening tonight from Copenhagen, Denmark. All right. Led by Gregory Noonan, listening from Copenhagen, Denmark. A big shout-out to our folks at Alpha Point. Those are the folks that are visually impaired uh, or blind. Remember a couple years ago, uh, the piece that I did with Cameron Black. uh, Alpha Point's amazing. Also, uh, Kyle from Shawnee, who cannot see any game, but, man, he feels every game, just like all of us, is also listening tonight. Reed's Redheads are here. Coach always talks about the Redheads. They are here tonight in full force. And after we hear from Coach after the break, We will have – we're going to play like we're in Canton, Ohio tonight because we will have Pro Football Hall of Fame linebacker Willie Lanier, the one-of-a-kind man and player. Uh, Willie Lanier will be with us, and we're going to get into this game coming up because Willie played in this game. He won this game. So he will give some great insight into uh, what we face on Sunday afternoon, late afternoon, early evening, against the Cincinnati Bengals. I know a lot of you heard we have no chance. They own us. They beat us three straight times, right? All you got to do is say that to me, and I'm going to tell you to put the hammer down. I'll put a hammer right on your head. All right? When we come back, we're going to talk with Head Coach Andy Reed at the hy on 64th Street in the Northland, just west of I-29 on your way to the airport. We'll be back after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network.
0: Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Mahomes will be under center this
4: time. He's got McKinnon as his running back right behind the trio of three tight ends to the right of Mahomes. They'll roll that way. Off reverse action, they find Kelsey inside the five and lunges into the end zone, trots in, touchdown! Kansas City, Mahomes to Kelsey for the 12th time in the postseason. That ties for second most in National Football League history on a quarterback to pass catcher. Duo teaming up for six is the Chiefs' score on their first drive of the game. Yeah, welcome back. Our Chiefs' Kingdom show tonight from... The hy in the Northland on 64th Street, just west of I-29 and just east of the famous National Golf Courses on Tom Watson Parkway. That touchdown from Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey, the 12th in postseason play, ties Joe Montana to Jerry Rice for second most in NFL history. Number one is 15, Tom Brady to Rob Gronkowski. That's in the crosshairs, ladies and gentlemen. That is going to go down. Want to give out a couple shout outs tonight. We are joined again electronically by our uh, Chiefs Kingdom fans in Phoenix, Arizona, tonight that are with us. Uh, We got folks that join us on Facebook Live uh, by direct messaging. And also, uh, so anyway, it's great to have them join us tonight from Arizona. We're headed your way, so get ready. We win this game, we're coming to your house. All right. Uh, Also, we mentioned tonight, but there is a special group listening tonight in Copenhagen. Denmark which I guess is like a six hour difference Uh, so figure out the time also love it when my family shows up the wife is here tonight Uh, a lot of you know her and Tammy works for the Kansas City Metropolitan Crime Commission we have a former deputy chief here of KCPD that's in the house tonight and also the fat brain behind fat brain toys the president of the Mark Bo Richter fan club tonight my brother Lyle so I love it when my family's here Okay, we're awaiting Willie Lanier. He'll be here in a little bit, but we did have a chance to sit down and get a longer discussion here with Andy Reid. And he talks about the game on Saturday, getting ready for this week. And also a big shout-out, Channel 41's here tonight, uh, the official station of the Kansas City Chiefs. But Dan, our man Spartacus, you saw him last week in full regalia, did have a chance to run down coach for a little bit. And here's Coach's comments as we get ready for the Bengals to win an AFC championship.
6: All right. Thank you, Mitch. Coach, before we get into our performance on Saturday, how about the job of Doug Peterson? The Jags were a hot mess last year. And, and uh, not only has that ship kind of pointed in the right direction, but I thought they were even better than, than just 10 weeks ago.
5: Oh, no. they're they're uh, he, He's done a phenomenal job. If he's not coach of the year, he should be. <laughs> All right. So he... he um... He's got that quarterback rolling, and that defense is unbelievable. So, you know, I'm proud of him.
6: I mean, that's all I can tell you. I think we could add you to that vote as well. For the Chiefs, the game opened. Everything seemed to be going your way. You win the toss. You defer. Your defense holds the Jags to a three and out. The offense takes the field, and your first drive was six minutes, 12 plays, 83 yards. It had the feeling of total control, and it culminated in a familiar combination.
4: Holmes will be under center this time, and he's got McKinnon as his running back right behind him. A trio of three tight ends to the right of Mahomes. They'll roll that way. Off reverse action. They find Kelsey inside the five and lunges into the end zone. Trots in. Touchdown, Kansas City. Mahomes to Kelsey for the 12th time in the postseason. That ties for second most in National Football League history on a quarterback to pass catcher, Duo teaming up for six is the Chiefs' score on their first drive of the game.
6: And we never get tired of hearing that combination. Uh, Jaguars answer with their own TD. Then they volley it back to Mahomes and the offense. But just into the drive, Mahomes kind of gets caught in the middle of traffic. He gets rolled up into the pile. His ankle gets bent. But even though there was pain, he did not want to come out. No, no, he
5: didn't want to come out of the field. But we had to make sure that he was okay. So he was going to fight the whole way, but he... <laughs> (laughs) That's all right. He's a competitive kid.
6: (laughs) Yes, he is. X-rays were negative. They tape him back up, and Mahomes returns for the second half. He finishes the day with 22 of 30, 195 yards, and two TDs. Really a gutsy, gutsy performance by Mahomes. But we have to mention the men who stepped up while Mahomes was in getting those X-rays. Chad Henney enters the game, and he and the offensive line just willed their way to a 98-yard second-quarter drive. Five of seven for Henney, 23 yards, and this precision pass you know who
4: Chad Henney will be in the shotgun here with second down and goal to go at the one 10-7 Kansas City four minutes to go in the second quarter McKinnon coming on sprint action now they throw it near side Kelsey's got it touchdown Kansas City sprinting inside the near front pylon and Chad Henney leads a 98 yard Chiefs touchdown drive
6: your thoughts on Chad Henney's performance
5: Uh, I did a great job, you know, and the guys stepped up for him. Pacheco had that nice long run. The big old line did a nice job and, and Chad, they all have confidence in Chad. We all do. We all have confidence in him. And so, um, and then Pat came back down and he was cheering him on. So, I mean, that's just how, that's how the thing rolls and uh, proud of him for he, you know, he, he's about the age now where he could be a coach, you know. Yeah, right.
6: But he, he still can play, obviously. It's twice he stepped into big moments. First with the 2020 playoffs against the Cleveland Browns in that critical third and long, and then, of course, Saturday's game. He just always seems to be prepared and, and, and so poised when he's out there. I mean, if he does go into coaching, I hope he coaches for us. Uh, coach, it seems like every week Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey – are breaking another record. But this week, I think we need to recognize Kelsey for his leadership, his playoff intensity, 14 catches from two quarterbacks. He was two yards shy of 100, but did have two touchdowns. How valuable is the security blanket that a guy like Travis Kelsey provides to whomever's under center?
5: Yeah, I think the most phenomenal thing was when Pat got hurt, Mm -hmm. Kelsey just goes, hey, we're all in, man. Let's go. I mean, it's it's time to roll. So I, his leadership is so valuable. I mean, we all know he's a great player, but his leadership is, is phenomenal.
6: Another guy that seemed to crank it up when Mahomes went down was Isaiah Pacheco. 101 all-purpose yards, including this 39-yard explosion that set up Henny to Kelsey's TD in the second quarter.
4: The former Jacksonville Jaguar, Chad Henny. In his second playoff game in his 15th year in the NFL, hands it off and Pacheco gets hit. Now he gets off the hit 40, 35 Pacheco at the 25 sprinting down the near sideline. finds a Jaguar defender all the way down to the Jacksonville three yard line. Isaiah Pacheco grab a bucket of guts. It's a 40 yard run by the rookie.
6: How about Pacheco in his first playoff game?
5: Yeah, listen, he's, uh, he's a heck of a player. He, he, So tough and fast and quick, and he's got that, that, the long run, I mean, he should have been stopped. I mean, they blitzed, and we got a body on him, but there was a push, and he bounced off it and kept on going.
6: Let's talk about the second phase of Saturday's contest, the defense. Yet another solid outing for the linebackers, but up in the trenches, your defensive line was just getting pressure on Trevor Lawrence.
4: Three tight ends, Ingram Manhurts and Dan Arnold, all out there for the Jags single back Travis Etienne They get to zero to 60 in a hurry they're going to run a bootleg however Lawrence is hit he's sacked Derek Naughty gets the sack and destroys Lawrence back at the 15 yard line a loss of 10 Derek Naughty with a big time play
6: your front four have really played well all year Chris Jones Derek Naughty Colin Saunders even your rookie George Karloftis
5: yeah Frank I mean the whole bunch uh Mike Dana, who doesn't get any credit for yeah. he just plays plays his heart out <clears throat> and then you know Carlos jumps in and gives you great downs and I mean he might be the happiest guy in that locker room <laughs> when when a playoff game so um that that's uh it's, it's a tremendous group and Joe's done a nice job with them uh at, you know with that with that whole group and they're they're very close they play their hearts out
6: it's so hard to believe Carlos Dunlap's long career that was his first playoff win Uh, On the back end of your D, your secondary, it seems like Spags has a button on his controller that when he pushes it in the fourth quarter, Chris Jones closes out the game. He must have one for Jalen Watson as well.
4: Four minutes to go in the game. Chiefs lead 27-17. He's playing a lot of rookies down the second. Here comes a blitz. And a right-side throw is going to be intercepted. A one-handed grab. Jalen Watson goes up and snatches it out of the sky with a one-handed interception on an attempted wheel route. Jalen Watson, his biggest play since the 99-yard pick six against the Chargers in week two. And he gets it at his own 31 with 3.48 to go in the game.
6: Another rookie making a fantastic play in his first playoff game.
4: Yeah,
5: and that was a great job. He went up and snuck that thing. Athletic. Yeah, yeah, very athletic. Mm -hmm. You know, I call him smooth because he just, you know, everything is just kind of easy. And uh, he's such a big kid and does a great job uh, on playing. uh, Veach, you got to give him credit for those rookies that stepped up, you know, whether it was Cook or uh, Williams jumped in uh, when Snead got hurt. Uh, The linebackers, I mean, both of those two are young guys that Veach brought in and uh, you know his guys are just—they're playing their hearts out, and then Spags is using every bit of them, man, and and putting them in positions that are are tremendous.
6: Finally, coach the third phase of complimentary football—the special teams. The Jags are truly scary on special teams. Agnew almost busted one in the first quarter. If he'd gotten by an incredible Harrison Butker shoestring tackle, he would have scored later in the game. With a 27 to 20 victory, another Jags TD might have sent this one to OT. They they're scary. Well, they're they're one of the best special
5: teams in the National Football League. Their returner is Pro Bowler, and so um, you know for our guys to to hold them back there. I mean, he got a couple, but it wasn't you know it didn't didn't hurt us in in the long run. And uh, and the best one was the last one when they on the punt. So they did a great job. And Tommy Tommy did a nice job punting the thing. I mean, I love Bucker. Uh, He came out, kicked the heck out of the ball. Um, was trying to get it out of the end zone the best he could, you know, with the wind, without the wind. And, um, and, and then he made a huge tackle, I mean, yeah. was a huge tackle. Oh, that was. So not only was he, he was the Bucker today. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I
6: often ask you about fans, but coach, they were wound up in the warmups. It seemed extremely loud out there Saturday.
5: Our fans are unbelievable. And, you know, they, they, we, we, we love it. We We love seeing that lower bowl red and all the way up red and, um, they they were great, and we appreciate every
6: bit of that. All right, coach. Let's turn our attention to next week's opponent, the Cincinnati Bengals. Your thoughts on Joe Burrow coming to GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium?
5: Uh, the Bengals are uh, again very skilled uh, football team. They on offense and defense. Uh, we saw one of their defensive linemen r- run ninety yards last week, uh, and nobody catch him or how many every yards it was. But uh, they're they're just uh, they're a heck of a Heck of a football team all the way around, uh, very well coached um, on both sides of the ball, and uh, they play extremely hard. They're going to be they're going to play four quarters, and and so uh, it's what a championship game should be about. Uh, two good football teams having an opportunity to play each other, and uh, I'm I'm glad we have it right here, um, you know, in Arrowhead.
6: Coach, as always, thanks for your time, and and good luck this weekend. All right, thanks, Dan. Appreciate you. Mitch, you know Coach Reed doesn't like the spotlight on his individual accomplishments. But I also know how much he respects this league's history, and we should too. Tying the great Tom Landry for second most playoff wins, being the only coach in a century to have 10 playoff wins with two different teams. How privileged are we to be witnessing NFL history?
4: No question that we have NFL history. and It started when Andy Reed in this 10-year period uh, came to town, and he changed everything. But Andy Reed Again, the first coach in National Football League history with 10 postseason wins with two separate franchises, Philadelphia and here in Kansas City, and 20 total wins to tie the great Tom Landry for second all-time in postseason wins in NFL history. Again, we're back at hy V in the Northland on 64th Street. And a reminder, I want to just tell you what hy v has got going on with these, this rib deal for the playoffs, and it's just Awesome. For just 14 bucks, or two for 25, you get a full slab of baby back ribs at High V every Saturday and Sunday. Then you can add baked beans, potato salad, coleslaw, and uh, then kick back and just enjoy the game with your friends and family, or Weird Wolf, or all the geeks, or Weird Wife, or Snowstorm Sandy, or Cindy Lou Who, or Hey Hey Paula, or the Red Coders who are here, of course. And, of course, Mary from Stafford, Kansas, traveling four hours just to see the show. We love that. When we come back, we will get in a time machine and go to Canton, Ohio. We will have pro football Hall of Fame linebacker Willie Lanier with us tonight on this Chiefs Kingdom show. After this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football.
0: Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom show presented by Bad Boy Mowers
4: officially at the six yard line 10th play of the drive 20 to 17 Chiefs 722 to go in the game Mahomes again that right ankle is the one that's bothering him that's in front of the left feet staggered McKinnon sprints in motion to the near flat Mahomes now steps up in the pocket throws wide open back in the end zone touchdown Kansas City Marquez Valdez Scantling on a six yard touchdown welcome back For the Chiefs Kingdom show, on the largest network in the National Football League, we are just six days from the AFC Championship game. The Chiefs will host the Cincinnati Bengals the fifth consecutive time the Kansas City Chiefs will host the AFC Championship game. And no better way to get us ready to beat the Bengals and win the Lamar Hunt Trophy again. And head for Glendale, Arizona, to our folks that are watching us, Uh, tonight electronically from Phoenix, than the man who was an eight-time All-Pro. Eight straight years this man made All-Pro. He is on the NFL All-Time 75th anniversary team. He is on the NFL All-Time 100th anniversary team. 27 interceptions, two pick-sixes, an incredible 18 fumble recoveries. Ladies and gentlemen, to get you ready to win a championship, Pro Football Hall of Fame linebacker Willie Lanier. (laughs) Yeah. It's time to put the hammer down. You brought the hammer when you played, man. Yes, you did. The bear is in the house, baby. No better way to get ready to win a championship. Uh, So good to see you again. It's always good to see you. Um, Civic leader in Richmond, Virginia, of course, on the Atlantic Coast, but I want to ask you about this Chiefs team and what you've been able to see from this team in specific.
7: Well, I think the in the way that they won the division, obviously, going through any season, you're going to have if the word is ups and downs, but you're going to have challenges because there are a lot of competitive teams in this business, and they're all trying to capture the same thing that you're after. So, uh, they have continued to show that they could have the best record in the league that they could host their fifth consecutive uh, championship game so they've continued to do those things that you hope they will do and now you just hope they will take that one greater step and get back to where they would like to be so that's what the hope is for everyone who's here
4: that's so good to have you here this linebacking corps young group but nick bolton is in specific Willie Gay Jr., Leo Chanel. What are you seeing from those guys this season and their potential?
7: Well, I think, and I'll do it like this, Uh, Andy Reid being who he is, a wonderful coach of an outstanding team, someone who's taken two franchises to outstanding records, uh, shared with me after being in Canton, Ohio this summer that he wanted me to chat with one of his linebackers. So all the years I've been gone, he's the only coach who has done that to reach out to do something so I was able to talk with Bolton about the turnovers because the part of my game that I enjoyed the most was when you could turn the game with the interception or fumble recovery because that's a possession you win games based on possessions and lack of penalty those are the two things you must do so I shared with Nick how I went through my own transition to get into the mind frame of how to roam and create interceptions that was somewhat above what other people knew how to do because you had to frame it completely in your mind and then see the and I'll do it like this if you look at the arc of the way a ball is thrown from a quarterback you aren't covering the receivers what you are doing is conceptualizing the distance the ball will travel the arc it will have and where it's going to come down and you make the adjustment over the course of a field to exactly where it is so it takes it takes it takes a a more unique kind of understanding and as I was telling that to Bolton I remembered in my fifth year not my fifth year my ninth year there were five interceptions in one season but they were only throwing the ball 16 to 18 times a game playing 14, 15 games, if they were throwing the ball 45 (laughs) to 50 times a game, all of that is real based on how you help your team with the turnover. But I'll add this and I hope Bolton, someone will tell him I shared this. I told him that in my eighth year, I was constantly about to leave the game. I was back East and had an executive program at the University of Virginia, where I was the youngest person to attend the first African American the average age of other men in that program was 42, 43. They were long distance runners in high school and college. So what happened is that they would get up at 5:30 in the morning and go out to run. Well, I'm in my ninth year. I go out to run with them. Over the six weeks, I could run eight miles in an hour and then go to the track for 440s, 220s, and hundreds So the thing I told Nick. I don't expect you to get to eight miles this year <laughs> <laughs> but if you would work on getting to three miles consistently what occurs is that your ability to be where they are when they don't expect you to be there is immense and you have an ability to change seriously to change this oh, thing boy. in the scope of how you approach it so all of it is is very interesting but somewhat different in the mindset that you have to have to really get the
4: shift. Again, Pro Football Hall of Famer Willie Lanier is our guest tonight to get you ready for the AFC Championship game. We've seen that, though, manifested, two interceptions this year. You had 27 in your career, crazy, Uh, but two interceptions this year from Nick. But then Willie Gage Jr., his deflection, if you remember the play against the Broncos, it was going to go for 20 yards. He deflects the ball to himself. He takes it back for a pick six. So instead of being a 20-yard offensive play, how devastating is that? And what was it like when you played? I mean, you can crush
7: the psyche of an offense, can't you? Oh, completely. But that's the thing that is interesting, that two years in a row, they had the same thing happen to Denver, didn't they? Yeah, it was a long touchdown by a linebacker that shifted and gave them seven points. If you have the possession that changes – then you get them the ball, but then you put the points on the board. I mean, that's calculus is beyond comprehension as to how that frames how you do your work and how they benefit from it. Post-season football.
4: You were so successful in the postseason. We're gonna to get to that after the break, but what does it take? What do you tell young guys, Postseason football, you're getting ready to play for an AFC championship, what is required?
7: what's really required is a calmness to your process that you understand that there will be certain moments within the midst of that game that you have no emotion you have pragmatism you have the calculus of how it works and it's not something where it's all all of whatever that is you have 3.5 to 4.2 seconds 75 times during a game the excellence of how you manage the 3.5 to 4 seconds gives you the outcome anything anything else anything else that's accepted movement noise whatever you have to get that person off the field because your responsibility is only to those other per- people in that huddle with you
4: you see why it's a blessing to dr to willie lanier and you this is all continuing ed too you get three hours of credit uh, continuing, Ed, from Professor Lanier. You just have to write a paper at the end of the night by 10 o'clock. That will challenge a lot of you uh, and me. Uh, but before we go to break, just the impact of a deflection. Or So Joe Burrow, the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, yeah, they won 10 straight games. They haven't lost since Halloween. The ball comes out quicker. Only one guy gets rid of the ball quicker in the National Football League right now than Joe Burrow. So it's hard to get sacks but you can still get pressures. But you talk about physics. How much can you affect, though, the aerodynamics of a throw or timing just by being disruptive, sometimes either a tip pass or just hands in his face or try to throw off the timing?
7: I think that that becomes a almost absolute uh, something that occurs, but you didn't really have much to do with it. Because the quickness of the release and the arc of the ball You can get in position to raise your hands, fine. That's okay. But you're being able to time that? No, no, no. That that ain't (laughs) happening. All right. So you have to be in position to be responsible for the receiver, where his cut happens to be his pivot, and you slide in front, deflect, make the interception. But in terms of that quarterback and how he's releasing, that's that's a hope. And if it works, fine. You get your hands up once you stop your, your your direction, but. If it's not something that you you would really try to count on uh, to disrupt.
4: One more question because you brought the. I mean, this triggered this thought because we got burned in a touchdown where Christian Kirk, a wide receiver, lined up in the backfield. We burned them because we put Kadarius Toney, wide receiver, in the backfield. Three times in the game yesterday against the Buffalo Bills, they put Jamar Chase in the backfield. As a linebacker, safety, understanding and recognizing situations – because you saw it too they would try to get mismatches but as a linebacker in specific to recognize those situations
7: well in specifics to recognize that's where all the uh, the film study comes in and the ability to define uh, because what you're trying to do in a short moment of time is to position yourself where you feel you have an advantage but the advantage then in terms of someone talks about of course you open the hip and you position the step all of that's real all that's real and it's something that the more you have adjusted to it then you have some successes actually intercepting the ball and then hopefully doing something with it and then seeing the distress on the other team's face <laughs> <laughs> when when that's what you have done is there's a joy into itself <laughs>
4: Very few humans can say the distress on the other team's faces and the joy that it brings. It brings joy to us, right, in the Chiefs' Kingdom with Willie Lanier, the Pro Football Hall of Fame linebacker, with us tonight. When we come back after the break, forgotten plays and how they lead to championships, plays that we just let go by, we're going to find out about the biggest in this franchise's history. When we come back, Willie Lanier is with us. We're at the Hyvee and 64th Street in the Northland just west of I-29 on your way to the airport. Back with more after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network.
0: Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers.
4: Third down has been an issue. Now a pass to the right side. And the ball's out. The ball's out. The Chiefs think they've got the football at the three. If they rule this a catch, I did not see the beanbag go down. Kansas City's got the football. They recover the ball at their own three yards comes out of the fray with the ball. And, and we're back. We're back here at the high vee on 64th Street in the Northland. Again, just west of I-29 on your way to the airport or just east of the famous national uh, golf courses here near Parkville. Also, Andy Reid is with us tonight. Not the real Andy Reid, but the kind of Andy Reid. With. We with, got you, Coach, and we just heard it. A takeaway by the Chiefs defense inside the five on the game on Saturday night. That is what our guest tonight, Pro Football Hall of Fame Willie Lanier, would refer to as showing distress on the face of the opponents and bringing joy to all of us in the Chiefs kingdom. Willie Lanier, who is a master of it. On the road to a championship, and we saw this in 2019, the Super Bowl 54 championship, there are a million little things that happen that we forget. In Super Bowl Four, in that march to the title, first of all, the Chiefs had to win two games on the road and one on a neutral site. But my favorite part of that march was documented so very well by NFL Films, and our guests can extrapolate on it here, but the fact that the New York Jets were the deal. They had just won the Super Bowl the year before. They had Joe Willie name it. There is no way you're going to win. It's a cold day. You're playing this thing on dirt. It looked like a feedlot you guys were playing on. And the New York Jets have the ball. First down and goal to go at the one. And if they go in, there will be no Super Bowl. What happened that led to that championship that people have forgotten?
7: Well, before they got to the one-yard line, you have to set the stage for how it all unfolded. We were at about the 50-yard line, midfield, Shea Stadium, New York. Joe Namath drops back launches a deep pass toward George Sauer up the left sideline there's a flag as we look back there's a yellow flag that's thrown in the end zone which means that there's a penalty on us that in about 90 seconds there's going to be a play that's run from the one yard line 36 inches and Joe Namath in his stadium is going to be the person executing the play. So in the way that these games have to unfold, this is where the quietness of the mind comes in. Mm. You can't panic, you take a look, hmm. we got a problem. <laughs> Both teams understand that at that point we are leading six to three. There will probably be only one touchdown in that game because that's the way that game was being played. So with that And it takes about 90 seconds. You get down the field 60 seconds, 35 seconds, then you're going to have a play run. Joe Namath is going to be as close to me as that young lady is on the other side of that line of scrimmage. So the reality was that some of our defensive linemen had started to mentally almost concede just because of the emotions of the head being a little bit down. NFL Films wanted to present it as if though that was some emotional rant from me. All it was was get your head up, we concede nothing. (laughs) We concede nothing. Yeah, I love this. So, so. Mindset. So, so, so what occurs is that all that sounds good, but words without action mean nothing. If Namath is there, his sin is in front of him, and the decision process was this. He has a greater risk than we do. We are the ones at the one yard line, the Jets are on their goal line, but they have a greater risk than we do because if they move at all, once they touch the ground, that's a 500% penalty. You go from the one (laughs) to the six, all right? So in this way, with this game coming up, what occurred was that my understanding clearly is that I'm not going to become a 500-pound human being who would just snatch people (laughs) and throw them out of the way. But if you're the offensive center for Namath, you have to hike the ball to him by moving that ball between your legs. Your right arm does it. So that means your right arm is going to come up between your legs to give him the ball. Oh, you have to go on a quick count because any count other than a quick count is the stress and the risk of them Having a 500% penalty, the offensive guard to the right has his hand on the ground. So my decision was one very simply that I only had a 50% risk. We go from the one to the half if there was a penalty. So if Namath doesn't go on the first sound hut, my reality was that it doesn't matter because I'm going to start moving to go between that little gap. And all it was was one of stepping through. Any of you could have stepped through the gap, pivoted, and gotten away and then the first play was stopped all the energy came back to us bobby bell made a great play on a play action on third down they got three the score was tied six six next offensive possession we went down scored end of game 13-6
4: it's just incredible you get chills because people forget about that they remember the vikings game and this game was the divisional playoff round. We just played it uh, against the Jaguars. And so that marched to the championship, and we saw Chad Henney go 98 yards, uh, led the team uh, to a drive when Patrick went down. We just have a minute or so or minute and a half left. But that was a season where you had Lenny Hurt like three or four times. You played, what, four quarterbacks that year?
7: Yeah, we, we did. And I think what, what occurs is that I would like to see the defense, The next few weeks gain control of a game where we gave up 20 points in three championship games. Wow! 20 points in three. There was no question of who was going to win because the strength of it was so exacting. You don't see. And we never really got probably as much credit for the outstanding skill on that defense. And six of them ended up in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Be, uh, just, just the strength of a, a, a quality win, and Oakland the week before had beat uh, Houston 56 to 7 in a playoff <laughs> game. We held them to six.
4: I love it. We're gonna let you go, but before we do, when you get yeah. a defensive plays like that, yeah. it's time to, to put, the, put hammer. the hammer down, down. baby. Yeah. You got it, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. There is no one like him. He is a treasure. He's been a civic leader uh, on the Atlantic coast for years and years, particularly in the state of Virginia. But he was fantastic as a player. And tonight you get a glimpse of why. Ladies and gentlemen, the incomparable Willie Lanier, Pro Football Hall of Famer. (laughs) Number 63. We'll be back to wrap things up and get you ready for an AFC championship. After this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football.
0: Now back to Mitch Holtus and The Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers.
4: He's playing a lot of rookies down the second. Here comes a blitz and a right-side throw. It's going to be intercepted. A one-handed grab. Jalen Watson goes up and snatches it out of the sky with a one-handed interception on an attempted wheel route. Jalen Watson, his biggest play since the 99-yard pick six against the Chargers in week two. And he gets it at his own 31 with 3.48 to go in the game. Welcome back again. Our final couple of minutes of the show as we get ready to win a championship as the uh, Kansas City Chiefs will entertain the Cincinnati Bengals. Fifth straight time, the Chiefs will be hosting uh, the AFC Championship. That is, again, second uh, all-time NFL record. And just to be in five straight AFC Championship games, uh, ties John Madden's Raiders uh, for second all-time in Chiefs history. Reminder with High V that – They've got this rib special going on for just 14 bucks, or two for 25 You get a full slab of baby back ribs at Hy-Vee every Saturday and Sunday. Perfect to get you ready to win an AFC championship. And for a franchise that had never hosted an AFC championship game from 1960 to 2017, now the Kansas City Chiefs will host in GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium, uh, the Bengals. It'll be a fifth straight year of hosting this game to try to win the Lamar Hunt Trophy. How awesome was Willie Lanier tonight, the Pro Football Hall of Fame linebacker. Yeah, the quietness of the mind. Him talking about the uh, bringing uh, uh, despair to the vo- uh, the face of the offense, and the joy that comes from all of the Chiefs Kingdom in those uh, takeaways, and his chance to meet with Nick Bolton this year. And we've seen it, Nick Bolton has played like Willie Lanier, quite honestly, and truthfully should have been in the Pro Bowl and All-Pro himself. He's had that kind of year, and not far behind him is Willie Gay junior Jr. It'll take all of that to uh, beat the Cincinnati Bengals. But here we go, everybody. Here we go. It'll be a day-to-day update with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, You can just follow uh, all of the uh, action this week. We'll keep you updated. But I say this. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You can doubt the Chiefs. But the NFL knows you're going to have to deal with the Chiefs. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network.
2: You've been listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is Bad Boy Country. Mow with an attitude. And by High V. The world's best tailgating begins at High V proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football.
3: Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. As a reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the Morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show presented by the
2: Kansas Lottery.